episode sponsored by T? This episode sponsored by Lipton? Guys, welcome to another episode of Catch Your Life. I am Casey, a sex positive queer person of color who happens to model and is extremely into fitness and mental health. Official. Okay. I'm with my co-host Michelle. Hello, my name's Michelle, and I'm a black person who cares about black people and all that affects us internally and externally. And I'm also here with my other co-host, Hyped Up Reese. Oh yes. My name is Hyped Up Reese, but I go by Reese on the streets. I am a queer woman of color who DJs and I make music as well and I just care about the world. We have a special guest today and her name is Tatiana Ponce. Hi Tatiana, guys. how are you? I'm well, I'm well. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm excited for this episode. So this episode is titled Depression is a Hell of a Drug. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> and we're going to talk about Mental health awareness, because I love mental health awareness. I have my psychology degree. So at the oh, end yeah. of all of our segments, we're going to get into an interview, interviewing you and your story. So how was everybody's week? Yeah. Which one? Do you want me to start? Yeah, yeah I don't mean, please. Like, crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay, mystery. so I came out to my grandma. Okay. My yeah. black grandma. Um, my Spanish grandma, she already knew, so... She was like, she's the nosy type. So mm-hmm. she was on like Facebook or whatever. We were talking one day and she was like, um, it was just regular conversation. She was like, oh, by the way, I know you're gay. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was just shook. I was shook. And then we just like hung up the phone or whatever. And I was like, wow. But she really didn't care. So um, I went to my black girl mom last week and I told her, I think it was like Monday or something. I told her, like I sat her down. I was really nervous before I got in the room and I was just like, oh, I need to talk to you. And she was like, okay, what is it about? I was like, can you just sit down, please? Because she's <laughs> well, she, old, and I want to give her a heart she, oh, attack. Like. You think she had no clue? <laughs> what? You think she had no clue? No, this was the shocking part. Let me get into my oh, story. Okay. Oof. So, oh, right. I was, again. Yeah, I was telling her. I was telling her about it, and um, basically telling her this is what I am. I'm in a relationship now, so moving on. And this person in my relationship is actually changing me as a person. And that's why I feel like he's the one because he's actually making me want to be a better person. But um, I was like, yeah, this is the person that I'm talking to, but didn't show her. Just let her know that I was talking to another boy. And I was like, eventually, like, I'm going to want kids. And eventually I want you to be a part of that, even if she doesn't reach that point. But I didn't want her to leave this earth not knowing, like, the fullest amount about me. And the thing was, um, when I was younger, I always didn't feel close to her. And that was the one thing because every time our family got together or whatever... They would always like play a trick on me and ask me so many questions until I left the room 
but it was really because I didn't want to open up with them because I was uncomfortable oh. with my sexuality. Oh, okay. So I wasn't going to, if they kept on asking me questions, I'm just like, oh, what's, this is going to be the next question. That's going to be the next question. Okay. Then they're going to find out I'm gay. Yeah, I'm going to ask yeah. a relationship question. Yeah, yeah. Like, like a relationship Some question. Some girls. Yeah, like. she always used to do that. <laughs> so when I told her, when I told her, she like started, she, her eyes got really watery and it was just like, she didn't get sad. It was just like a, I'm glad you told me. Like, oh, okay. I knew kind of thing. No. And it was crazy. But wait, I have the audio, so I'm going to play it. What? Yeah. What? I recorded it, because I'm that bitch. <laughs> audio. Nah. Tip, tip. Boom. <laughs> oh, this oh. is cringy. I'm going to say it's loud. This is about to be super cringy. What's up? I'm nervous to have this conversation with you. Ooh. But I'm going to have this conversation <laughs> with you, because I'm moving. So when I move... I want to have a good relationship with my family and get closer to them. You know what I mean? I'm so glad to hear you say that. <laughs> I've been wanting to have a good relationship with my family. Exactly. And I just want, I want to be closer to you because I feel like even when I was younger, we haven't been that close. So <laughs> it's kind of tough for me to say this, but you always ask if I have a girlfriend or not or anything like that. And I always like slide it. Because I'm actually gay, and I wanted to tell you, and I feel like this is going to make our relationship a lot closer, and I just felt like, I don't know, I felt weird about telling you because I don't know, like, our whole, dad's whole side of the family is kind of like off about it, and I know in the black community, it's like a big thing, and I know like as the years go on, it's becoming more acceptable. Yeah. And also, I am talking to somebody. I'm talking to a guy. And I would love for you to continue to be in my life. And eventually, I am going to want to have kids. Not now, because I'm really young. But eventually, I am going to want to have kids. And I would want you to be a part of that, of my journey. So, yeah, I'm going to be moving out of this house. And I know if I move out of this house and I didn't talk to you about it, and I didn't tell you that, then it would just be a disconnect for the rest. And... I didn't want you to leave this earth. I didn't want me to leave this earth without telling you that. Because it's very, it's a big part of me. And that's why I'm always like, when you guys, like you said, when I, when you guys ask me questions, like at family reunions, I just leave the room. Because oh, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I wasn't sure. comfortable with myself at that point to open up to you guys. You know what I mean? But now I'm becoming very comfortable with myself and opening up with myself. So I wanted to tell you that. And I don't know your thoughts well, on that's, it. That's good. If that's the way you feel, that's, that is good. Yeah. I have no problem with it. Oh, that no feels so great. <laughs> I was so I scared. Will, <laughs> I will still be your friend. Because oh. <laughs> I've always liked you and I will continue to like oh. you. That is right. Thank you for that. I needed that. <laughs> No problem at all. I just wanted to tell you. I feel more comfortable now, like, even within the two seconds that I told you. Mm. Love you, Grandma. I still love you. Oh. It's no problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was Very my smooth. week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that was my week. I have, like, two things to say. Go ahead. One, I'm, like, the most emotional person, so it's taking everything out of me. Not because yeah. I cry. Right. <laughs> I literally cry when I'm happy, sad. Like, I cry all the time. But that just makes me so happy. One, because, like, the the acceptance. But two, like, I feel like now you can, like, 
live like your highest quality of yes. life. Yes. Like you can literally like nothing's holding you back. You better call Drake so he can head that as his next intro. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You will always be my <laughs> friend. <laughs> <laughs> when she said that, I said, Drake. Hello, I got your next intro. I'm dead. How is everybody else's week? Let's get off of me. Can we top that? I I actually don't know. I don't even remember what my weekend system anymore. I mean, nothing. Nothing, actually. Um, (laughs) Like, somebody invited me. Not somebody. Mel Slim. She is the co-owner of Uptown Open Mic, and she also runs AMF Creatives. Uh, when I got back from the Bahamas, she uh, hit me up and invited me out to, you know, join the panel and talk about how to execute things as creatives. It's like, it was like a vision uh, for a 2020 board party. And I thought it was dope. Like, you know, it was nice, cute, classy. Um, mm-hmm. Everybody really, you know, people were like business minded and really on their entrepreneurship mm-hmm. shit. And it was dope to have all those types of people in the room and like, you know, I was I was a panelist. Like I was explaining like the things that I've executed, how to turn my ideas into actual tangible things, and it was it was cool to see other creatives doing that as well. So I it was a good turnout too. It was it was nice and intimate. I loved yes. intimate spaces like right. where you could just like talk to somebody and not feel like you know like they have clout or like you know there's there's too much going on or their yeah. status is way above yours like yeah. everybody was just it's like peer-to-peer interaction so i definitely um i was invited to do that but i've literally been trying to get my shit together this week when <laughs> when we went away bitch and i came back <laughs> the bills hit school work oh, hit yeah, we life to the bahamas like we were yeah we was out i know on a boat out when you come back, it makes you want to cry when you come I back. Yeah. Honestly, I needed to come back. <laughs> I no, needed she to... was bawling the fuck out. I was bawling oh when that Her name was not Reese. I was a whole different bitch. Her name was Tamia. Literally, it was like a movie every single night, like <laughs> sequel after sequel after That's sequel. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. You like, shit right about I should, everybody keeps saying that, yo. No, you really I don't even, look, I don't even know what happened, but you should write a book. All right, <laughs> y'all write that down. No more All right, let's go on to our next segment. Our next segment is Media Takeover. Mm. And Media Takeover is where we weigh in on pop culture and current events from last week. So, all right, so Basketball Wives. Is that, yeah, Basketball Wives. Um, the mess that's going on with Evelyn Lozada. Oh, okay. And um, OG. OG, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. It's a little, it's a little hectic. What happened? OG is. Hectic. So, so uh, Evelyn, or yeah, Evelyn is suing OG for calling her a racist bigot for defamation of character. Yeah. And um, that's basically, and she's filing a restraining order on her and all this stuff, and um, she's claiming to be Afro Latina now, oh. and <laughs> Evelyn is. Wait, can you just run it back real quick? So Give me some characters, is. some context. Wait, okay, so Evelyn, Evelyn, I guess the see, I don't watch the show, but I've seen the clips. Afro Latina, we didn't seen her go get her Listen, um, grandfather she, all the way from out in the middle of nowhere, and that's you know we are gonna get into it. We are gonna get into Yo. it. But okay, so Evelyn, what's been going on in the show is first of all, Evelyn has been a. I used to watch Basketball Wise. Elephant, Ev, Ella, what the hell? Is, that's elephant. Just that's just called elephant. Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Get her out. Been a been a been a bully on this show the whole all the time. Okay. Has said very prejudiced remarks or very stereotypical right. remarks to people on the show in the past. 
So now that she's being called out on her anti-blackness, I feel like... Now she wants to claim it. Yeah, yeah. But it's like everyone... So I always say everyone's anti-black because we're raised in like this... We're raised in a culture that... Yeah, yeah. bro. It rejects it. Mm -hmm. It rejects it. So everybody's anti-black. So instead of being... You're brought up in a culture that... She's Puerto Rican. But, you know, there's a lot of anti-blackness surrounding that. Especially with, you know, Dominican people always say like... You know, when it, when it, when you're darker skin in that community, whatever, it, anti-blackness goes on in every country, right? So she knows about that as well. Um, so for her to come out and like act so oblivious to it, instead of just being like, "Yes, that was wrong for me to say," and that's it, she was mm-hmm. saying, "And we're all over the show, uh, whatever." But she, it's just, I don't know. How do y'all? How do y'all feel about her claiming to be Afro Latina now, right now, in 2019? Those yeah. shows have been going on for a decade. It's just random. Like, it's yeah, mad why? random because... Can, can I Google Evelyn? Yeah, go ahead. Google, Google, Google. That's Ocho Cinco's... Uh, uh, remember Ocho, Ocho yeah. Cinco? But the thing about it... He does. He got about 20 kids. I can't keep it. But the thing about it is, like... that man's name is Ocho Cinco. Obviously, Evelyn... Legally. Yeah, he changed it. It used to be Chad Johnson, yeah. He changed it a while back. But you know what's crazy? That's branding. Yeah, yeah. Because I didn't I mean, even remember that his name was Chad. <laughs> <Right>. Chad. <laughs> it is branding. But the thing about it is, like, how do y'all feel about... Eve- I just asked that. How do you feel about Evelyn saying this now? Well, she was using it. And I think she called her racist just because... Um, for her saying the N-word, plus mm-hmm. the racist comment she's made in the past, plus she referred to OG... Um, she They were arguing online, and then she put a gorilla emoji. Nah. Yeah, she put a gorilla yeah, emoji... Like to describe OG. We didn't yeah. gave a whole issue with the yeah. boy with the monkey. It was H A N M. Yeah, so and now we it's okay for gorillas. But the thing about it, I feel like she's suing OG because she's losing money. Mm-hmm. She's not upset about what she said or what she did or the anti-black That's comment. True. She's mad because she's losing money because people see we're like the pattern, mm-hmm. and so she's whatever money she's losing, she's upset about it. Question, because yeah. I just looked at her. Mm-hmm. She looks black. Evelyn does not look black. Evelyn ain't never looked black. This that first of all, I was gonna give her credit for having African ancestry, but for you to pull this picture up, hold on. Let me see the picture. She looks like first a all, black woman Reese, trying to wash herself. Let me see this. Reese, in this picture, she looks like a white woman. Oh, that is that's not that's a terrible picture of Evelyn, and I'll give you that. That is not a good picture to pull up for Evelyn. There's the door. No, I really feel like she's like a light skin type. But, but the thing about it is, this is what, we, what we need to understand she is, eats. she's uh, it's Puerto Rican. <laughs> she's Puerto Rican. She's <laughs> Puerto Rican. Okay. She. I don't understand. But you have none of your parents. Neither, neither of her parents are black. So how are you black? Where is? Huh? Where that grandpa at? Where that grandpa at? She was this grandpa, just goes back to the um, definition of Afro Latino, though. Yeah. yeah. What's the definition of Afro Latino? What's the definition of Afro Latino? They're gonna say somebody with African descent. Yeah, with African descent. Afro Latina is the fact that we were all all all, slavery. All that means is that all Spanish, all Spanish people, all Hispanic. No, not all Spanish people, but because like not (laughs) clean it up. Black (laughs) Latin American. That's their, what the hell? Refers to Latin Americans of significant African ancestry. Oh, significant. Oh, wow. They said significant. But so, Amara Negra, she's black. Mm-hmm. She She's black. First of all, say that again. She's black. 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 She's black.
Yeah, she's she's black. No, she's Afro Latina. Uh, she's an Afro Latina woman. I I really feel like she was denouncing her blackness yeah, this whole time, and she's trying to she's trying to clean it up. Like I think she had the initial intent to hurt OG. And what she could say to hurt her was her blackness. Yes, basically. Yeah, yeah. And that's and so, you have to acknowledge that you did that because that's what you're conditioned to yeah. do. Yeah. You can't keep acting like you're not like and now right. that she's getting backlash for it, yeah. she's Afro Latino. But like yeah. I think that people like I think naturally people go to play the victim. Like if you take self responsibility, people respect that. Yeah, she didn't just say, Well, I was wrong for putting like, a gorilla up. Yeah. I was wrong for calling last season she called um what's her name? there's like a, a new Ling Ling. Asian, yeah, it's called the Asian girl on the show, Ling Ling. Oh, yeah. She apologized for that, right? Did she? I, I don't think know. she I did. Don't know. Yeah. She did that for a and reason. Then, <laughs> yeah, and then, um, what was I going to say? But do you think, oh, then there were some bloggers that were saying, oh, well, Evelyn's black because she has black kids. She doesn't have black kids, though. Right. She doesn't have black kids, does she? She got Does she have a kid from Ocho Cinco? No. No. Oh. Well, the, the last kid was... Yeah, was some baseball player, but... And First all of all, baseball players, all, not all of them, but Hispanic. Hispanic. What are you gonna say? Is Hispanic? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think he, I think he is from DR, but he like he's visibly Afro Latina. He's like uh, he's black. Like, oh, so yeah. that's why she ever. Okay. Makes but, sense. but 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 the thing about it is, you having black kids don't make you. What's that? Not racist, yeah. Right? What's the difference Slave from? Was, what's the difference from a white woman that has black kids? She like, not black. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You know, so she, same shit, right. different day. Definitely needs so, more context to. Uh, yeah, I, add my opinion on that story, but. First value. She's just yeah. wrong. No, she's. But <laughs> she looks like a light skinned shorty. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. She, you need to hear the way she talks. Though. I need to hear her. Yeah. I need to know like, her. But I think I the, she talks like a Spanish woman from New York. Yeah. yeah like but the thing street, about like, it is, like, do you think that we need to stop um, saying like are, we need to stop promoting the one drop rule? Oh, right. So we. So we. <laughs> So we've been told you have one one black pre- your great great grandfather could be black and everybody's white but you're black because of, that's what they mm-hmm. told you during in it's during slavery right yeah. so people still today oh I'm ten percent black oh you're black so you can say that word because you're you're ten percent black mm-hmm. right they don't get but, up out of there yeah. right so it's like you know because it's like everybody every culture can put a restriction around them but black people can't put a restriction around what it means to be a black American. I'm not a black American, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, my parents, I'm a first-generation Nigerian. My parents are from Africa. I don't know. I I grew up in Camden, but I'm the black American experience is different than the experience I had. If you're biracial, that experience is different. If you're like Evelyn, you say she looked like a light-skinned woman, that light-skinned experience for her is different than being a black, like, visibly black American. So I think in a lot of, like, in the... Uh, Latin community when it comes to that I think a lot of people think because we are all people of color that we have that same experience they think that they're inside the black experience yeah it's a way different experience so they think oh I can say the n-word even though I'm 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 a very white I'm a white Hispanic and Mm -hmm. I can say the n-word because I'm Latin and I'm a person of color so and I'm a minority I'm a minority so I can say the n-word right Mm -hmm. so that's just what it was for me but I digress no I completely agree with you when it comes to that like it's it's different it's very different Moving forward. <laughs> Next. Reese, do you have a media takeover? Nope. Okay. <laughs> it was fucking easy. It was a bang bang shot. Mine was Tyler Perry. So yes, I love that. Tyler Perry opened up his movie studio complex in Atlanta. And I'm in love with it. It's like one of the biggest ones. And he built it right on a Confederate army base, which is so significant and so important. And I'm going to quote him because he was on CBS. 
And he was talking about the poetic justice of the building of the studio. And he said, the Confederate Army is fighting to keep Negroes enslaved in America, fighting strategy planning and fighting strategy planning on this very ground. And now this very ground is owned by me. And I thought that was very powerful, but he's getting backlash from the community about some of the content that he puts out like oh uh, yeah they're like the pre- like the how he's the talking about black women right yeah, the stereotypical women. and people are like then there's there's people who are saying oh well he's worth 600 million dollars so he's using that money now to help black people but it's like you made your money oh like making fun of black people that's basically what people's issue is and then there's people that are saying um well, I believe too that just be representation and black billionaires aren't going to set us free. That just because Tyler Perry opened a studio that does not make the black experience better in the United States. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's true. representation does not change anything. I think it's just What's his name? Both Majin still got shot in his apartment for being black, right? So I don't think that that changes that. Oh, I love representation. I'm glad people are going to be able to shoot on 330 acres or whatever he got, but um, I don't think that changes anything. Yeah, but yeah. he said. He was using his studio to help the youth, like the poor youth, um, LGBT community. I saw that. And also women. But Monique. But what happened to Monique? (laughs) (laughs) Yikes. But they still blackballed Monique, though. Who is that? I don't know her. Don't don't disrespect Momo like that. I'm not familiar with that meme. It's like they still still blackball Monique, but they doing all this. It's like, so why why is Monique being blackballed from the industry Mm -hmm. if y'all doing all this for black people? I don't get that. That's so true. So it's like you go against them and you're not, you. we don't care about you. But I feel like at this point, mm-hmm. like, it's dead. Like, What's dead? Him and Monique's relationship. Monique has, a, I listened to the phone call where he was like, oh yeah, Oprah was wrong. And Monique and her husband were like, so why aren't you like, tell him, like, why aren't you like getting on platforms, getting on CBS and saying yeah. that, right? And he's just like, oh, I'll, I'll, get to it. I'll get to it, whatever. It was just embarrassing to listen to. I was just... I was so confused. Dang. Yeah, so, like, I just look at the whole thing side-eye, like, yeah. but Monique's still blackballed. But we at first I was mad, though. the black people. I was mad, not about Monique, because <laughs> Monique can go off to the side, like, Come on. your time is up, darling. Please. Your time is up. Nah, for real. <laughs> she didn't do? But, <laughs> she didn't do nothing. <laughs> she didn't do nothing. Like, she's just annoying me, and she's in my face screaming, and I need her to go away. So, Monique don't scream. Anyway. <laughs> Monique don't scream. She says, sweet baby. Yeah. Uh, when she I was on like Charm everybody. School. The hand. <laughs> when she was on Charm School, I was in 06. With Bucky. Yeah. <laughs> no, but what I was trying to say is, I like how, at first I was mad because Tyler Perry was doing all of this with his acting and like his production, like the stereotypical shit, but now he's like bringing back to the community and he's doing it for a purpose, so now yeah, I'm happy with him. Yeah, biggest shit on a Confederate land, like... Take that shit yeah. back, okay? <laughs> right, give us some info. Let me not say that. Ground up. But, Let me not say that. I want you to say something. <laughs> but, okay. I got a question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to say it, though. It's going to be hectic. It's going to be hectic. I want you to say Stir the pot, stir the pot. You know, I just feel like, and this might be just the optimist in me, the positive person in me, but sometimes we just got to let people be, like, just great. be great. Be yeah. great. Like, just let people be great. Like, I mean, not everybody perfect. We didn't, I'm, I'm going to say that not everybody, we get it from the mud. And sometimes things happen or we do things. I, look, I don't know. But, all right, he he made fun of black people struggle. I'm not saying that that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's okay. Jeez, this like I'm really not <laughs> saying it's okay. But what I am saying is 
a lot of other a lot of black people resonated with it. A lot of black people didn't see it as. Like, I think it, I think because it was comedy. It, people don't. Yeah. I think people don't understand. But some people gotta laugh to keep from crying. So I'm, I feel like he you, took situations. Like, he took situations in his life. And he made it comedy because he came from such a struggle. Like right. he was homeless. I'm not and saying he took that. All of that. And I, it was his story. I feel like I don't think story. that he did it with bad intent. I think he did it to be. Re- I think he did it so people. I don't can think relate. he did it like, oh, I'm going to make fun of black people. And I think it's just something that he thought could make money. Mm-hmm. And that's and but that there should be a problem in seeing that me making fun of black people is going to make me money. Obviously, making money because that's just the side living. Mm-hmm. But it's like I have to do this. I have to get. Black people, black people have to be mad at me for me to make this to get to this point. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, I see what y'all saying, but it's like, at the bigger picture, still, you know, it's still like, ugh. But, I mean, but I always thought he was gay. <laughs> Yo, me too. I'm like, I could have I a potential father paying my bills <laughs> if I just meet him oh, in so Atlanta. No, he got a whole son in a while. Well, I don't know. If, yeah. I don't know if Mary. That don't mean nothing. <laughs> it, it don't. It don't. It don't. <laughs> it don't. I, know, I don't know. I said that. I don't That's know why like I said that. That could be a whole side piece. Okay? I don't know why I said that. He's he 50 with a two-year-old son. That don't mean nothing. That's exactly uh, Yo. It's me. He just fucked the wrong. All right, let's <laughs> move on to our next segment. Our next segment is called Hey Big Head, where we talk about our questions from the past week or this week. So I'm going to start off with my Hey Big Head, and my Hey Big Head is Summer Walker because she dropped her album yes, over it. she did. I've been rooting for her since day one, like literally. So um, what do you guys think about her album? Did you listen to it? Me and her actually have the same birthday. We were born the exact same day, same year. I'm just saying. Oh, for real? Wow. You're wow. the same Wait, did you guys listen to her album? Yes, baby. I did. I did. Okay, what's your favorite song? Because I'll tell you mine. What's yours? I like the Usher one. I like Fun Girl. Oh my god. Oh, I, think it's I the love me. the Usher one. Yeah, yeah, I like the Usher one too, but Fun Girl. Because the sample is fucking good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the sample. But Usher is part hype. Yeah, he was. He still got it though. Did y'all see that Brady Bunch thing that they did where they were like at the lookup singing? Oh, yes. Usher said. He thought he was in the middle. middle. Who told you he was in the middle? He was in the down left corner talking about. He wanted to be Michael so bad. Like, yo, I saw that. My favorite song is Just Might with Summer Walker and Party Next Door, where she like, oh, I, I, just yes. might be a Oh, yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> like, baby, me too. Well, you know what? You felt every emotion that she was going through and more. That's oh, my shit. She had your pussy quivering. For real, a week. But, what about you guys? What's your hey, big head, Reese? Because you said you were ready. Yeah, my hey, big head is Janae, and she's doing her thing. She started a mentoring program for teen girls in the greater Philadelphia area called We Care. And I thought that was dope because, like, growing up, I I really wish I had that. So it's dope that, you know, she's out here in the community. And people do a lot of talking, I noticed, especially in our generation about changing social issues, Mm -hmm. whatever. They have opinion after opinion. But who's really out here doing the groundwork? Who's really out here trying? Like, what are we doing? Like, we got a lot of talking, but are you you actually... action. Exactly, the action. So shout out to Janae. She's really out here. Dope. What's up, Michelle? Michelle? I got uh, well, I had Solange just because I had went online today and I saw it was the third anniversary of uh at the what a seat at the table, the one where cranes. Mm. I forget the other damn song, but you know. But I um. She's a vibe. Yeah. I, first of all, I can't believe it's been three years since that thing came out. Oh, don't touch my hair. Right. Yeah. That was a, a popular song on it. But I just, but I really love Solange because I feel like nowadays people, when it's, people see Solange, they don't think really think of Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And I like that she she's living in her yeah, own, she's like thinking she her own column. Yeah, thing. she's not yeah, like, yeah, she's not yeah, like Beyonce, mainstream, like singing, well, 
I mean, it's Beyonce, but you know, mainstream singer, whatever song she's singing. But I think Solange has her own vibe. She like, found her niche. That's what it was. Yeah, because yeah. at first it was. Yeah, she found her. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. You know, she sang that Proud Family song. I don't know who your She's PR is. Yeah, right, right. Don't play her. When she had the baby in the soldier video, <laughs> I was like, oh my wow, God, what yeah. is her role? What's happening here? I need a soldier in here. Solange and her baby. I'm like, whoa. Wait, yes. What happened? Yeah, her son, a whole grown man. That's so crazy. And she still looks good. Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah. I had to bring y'all back. But yes, that's mine. That was cute. I like Solange. Do you have a hey big head? Okay, well y'all want to define what a hey. Hey. Oof. Hey big head is your crush of the week. So from last week or this week, anyone that you think is doing it the best. Be it's really doing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be sexual. It could be of motivational course. or uh, inspirational. There is yes. Yeah, so um, yo, there's so many people that I just want to like give my flowers to. They're just <laughs> they're just so dope. I just really love them. But um, there's this guy named Curtis Gant, and he um has a brand called Living Lawless. And he is like literally getting it from the mud. Like he is is so dope. He's out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Like he's always promoting, always like he just his work ethic is crazy. And I just wait. So what does he do? He has a clothing, a t-shirt line. Oh okay. Yep. And it's, it's called just what? Living Living Lawless. Living Lawless. Yeah, living he's just super dope. Curtis Gant, y'all gotta follow him. He's mad dope. Um, it's really his work ethic. I just tweeted the other day that like you know you gotta be you have a, you have to have a level of excellence in everything that you do. So even when they don't feel you and they don't like what you're doing, they respect your work ethic. And yeah, I just right. really really yeah. respect his grind. And you gotta keep that around you, like that same energy yes. that you're throwing around you. You yes. can't have any slackers in your circle. Not at all. No, so they won't even let me. They won't let me slack. They be like sleep. <laughs> What's sleep? Wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> we don't believe in sleep. Right, you got two hours. Go ahead. Nap. All right, we move into the next segment. Our next segment is your wild and sweetie. So your wild and sweetie, I would say your wild and sweetie with my New York accent. <laughs> your wild and sweetie mm. is when we talk about people that are doing the absolute most. Like mm. you can't stand them from the past week or this week. So I don't have one. I haven't had one in like three weeks. I know. Oh, I'm doing. You got a year wild? You don't? I got one. Oh, go ahead. What's yours, Reese? Ready? <laughs> I was so ready for this. She's gonna pull up Evelyn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I and I was, I was like, whoa, when yes, I saw this on yes, Twitter. Yes, yes. Ellen stay. DeGeneres was kicking with George W. Bush, and that is why you Your cannot, woman, you cannot trust. Rich people to just be there for you. People look at Ellen and be like, "Oh, she's always doing great things for people." Give them, but like, why are you doing that? Exactly, that goes doing? against yeah. that. Literally goes against your whole identity. Doesn't make sense. I wonder like how that happened. Like exactly, she explained were, it. She said, oh, "We were oh, at the Cowboys said. game." I'm, she said, "I wonder you. I guess you guys were wondering how I was sitting here with all these Republicans <laughs> and conservative folk and uh, whatever." But like, you're Ellen. First yeah. of all, like you can sit. Yeah, you, mm, you, you can look where you want. Anyway. You can, yeah. you can sit there like another person that was uh, an LGBT. Can you think of a whole group of LGBT who can walk in there and sit down and just be kicking with George Bush? No, no. Right. Yeah. So it's like, sis, what are you? I, I, yeah. How'd you get there? Yeah. How'd you get there? Uh, what was the top like? Do the sweater fold over. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where are you? Don't give me no pro- Don't give me no kind of folding props because I, I do this on the regular. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, she's wildin', sweetie. Yeah, she is wild. I still love Ellen, though. I'm sorry. 
Like, she's gonna, we need to put her in the corner. She's gonna time out right now. Wait, but she come back. She's yeah. gonna punish me for a month. Yeah, I need to, I, I need I'm to not, come to catch I mean, her I'm not canceling her. I know we got with this cancel culture, whatever, but it's like, I'm not canceling her, but that's what I mean. That's what I expect yeah, from that's why she's We can't expect people to be like all for you every time. Like, that's not, yeah. not gonna happen. Yeah. It's like a brother or sister that you don't connect with sometimes because you guys end up coming yeah. back together. Yeah. Yeah. That cousin you only be cool yeah. with at Thanksgiving. Oh, exactly. Literally. Don't fuck with him on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, where you at? What's yours? Uh, mine's is Dallas PD, the Dallas Police Department. Oh, God. With the, That's some bullshit, probably. Yes. The Okay, you heard about the Bothman Jean story. I, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. probably saying his name wrong. Um, but uh, So, we all know that's just out of pocket. The lady, the white lady, got ten years for shooting a man on the couch, um, and I don't get why the judge was hugging her. Yeah, I don't. That was so that. everything was random. I need to know what happened in that courtroom because everything was just listen. Like so you off. can go and read. They got the they First got the of all, text. Ten years. They got the text she was sending her the man she was having an affair with. She was having an affair with some, um, one of her partners or whatever in the police what? department. She need to go to jail for she, te- years she shot that man. Let him lay there bleeding and was texting the man she was having an affair with like, oh, I'm fucked. Oh, I shot this black man, uh, blah, blah. I said... That is so crazy. But I have Dallas PD because even though the... Not the Boffman Gene, directly Boffman Gene, but Joshua Brown, so the guy that... The witness that, like, testified, yeah. mm-hmm. he was shot, um, like, a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. A couple days after the case. Yeah. Oh my God. And they said it was a drug a drug deal gone bad. Oh yeah. First of all, okay. he, he, he was shot... Yeah. They shot him in the mouth. So you telling me... He's Whoa. a witness, and you shot him in the mouth. He got shot in the mouth, and it was a drug deal going okay. bad. Okay. Because, okay. That's, that's, crazy. that's uh, yeah. getting, a, getting shot in the mouth is a little symbolic. And then they put up three black men the other day saying, oh, these are people that, these are suspects in the case. I said, now, you want me to believe. So now, you about to send these innocent yeah. black men. But they, and they were saying like, oh, the, it was a weed deal going bad. So you, they left the weed. Ain't, ain't no the weed was, the weed was people still on the guy. What? So I. Listen, Why would they leave the weed if it was a drug deal going bad? Right. You won't, you don't leave the weed at all. Listen. At all. That's rule Ever. one. Rule number the, the, one. Uh, the police. Uh, criminal justice. Uh, <laughs> Yo. Where do we begin? Where the hell do we begin with that? Fuck um, 12. But they do <laughs> this. You know what's crazy? Like, they do this. Like, yeah, on a regular. Right, right, and yeah. we don't even know. Bro. Half, we own a half the stuff. Imagine. They, Imagine it, before the cell phones. You know what? Yeah. It breaks my heart. For real, man. You're wild, sweetie. Yeah, really wild. But what we expect, the cops. Anyway, a lady can kill me right now. And I get ten, and she get ten years. The my, ten my year life charge ten is years. crazy. Like that was crazy. Yes. The ten year charge is crazy. And then she was getting a hug, and her hair was getting. No, fixed. but First you part, know what's crazy? Okay, so the the way the court system, I literally just learned this. The way the court system is set up, yeah, the judici, the judicial branch has the ability to execute laws, like to, like you know pound their gavel and be like well this is it mm-hmm. but the police the administrative part they enforce it so without the police they can still do it they, it, it's just words no, bro yeah, so it's I mean, like they work together on this shit yeah, like they yeah. work together and together the, um, and the the judge when I was hugging the lady or whatever she was endorsed by the uh, Dallas PD when she became a judge exactly like they voted for her like right. it's literally like a fraternity yeah now you're tied to the, anything that happens to us you have to be on our side exactly basically. friends of friends of friends of friends <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Like, I hate that. It boils my blood because it's so fucked up. And I just learn about it every single day, how fucked up the system is. And everybody's, like, clapping, like... Get that on your test. Get the you write this down. This yeah. fucked up shit yeah. that's going yeah. on. That's let's so let's move it out. It makes me so mad. And my yeah. pro, my teacher right now, he's an adjunct, and he's a uh, he's actually the prosecutor. And it's just like, yo, one lady in the back, she was like, yeah, I read your rulings, mm. like your your decisions that you that, that would come be up in the with, class. like. Mm. So she knows, and I'm just like, yo, there's just so much shit. Like I'm not versed with, you know, because I hear about. Things that happen out of state, you know, in right. different countries, but it's like to be right here, like mm-hmm. it's so close, like this That's shit wow. sucks. It's different. It's real and different. And it's criminal justice. It's the law. Yeah. They yeah. they can take your freedom away. This yes. ain't no. Yes. This ain't no slap on the wrist. Yeah. You go right. in the corner for two seconds. This is real shit. It's right. just wow. breaking families apart. It's just. Uh, it's heavy shit. Talk heavy. Criminal justice system. Talk real heavy. You're wildin', sweetie. <laughs> You're wildin'. You get the crown. So Tatiana Ponce. So we were here to talk about your battle with depression. Do you want to start, like, your struggle from the beginning and where it began from? You know, what's crazy is that I felt like I don't, I, in the last three years, I was just unable, I was just able to unpack the depression. So, like, for my my childhood, I would have so such conflict with my mom and like I would, I just always, I felt like I had to get the last word. I always bickered with her, or like I would tell, like I would just, it was just severe. Like my emotions ran so deep, so the smallest things would cause me to just like cry or be upset or react. And I just, I had no control over my emotions. And I feel like people deal with depression in different ways, but I feel like for me, it was I felt things so deeply. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how to maneuver the feelings. And so I was in a hole for however long that I, I, until I could, oh, there's the sun, time for me to, I guess I can come out now. (laughs) But like, and for a while, but what really triggered me to do what I call unpacking um, is the loss of my dad. So my dad committed suicide um, last year. And I was just like, like, what? Like, it, it was crazy for me. It was, it was wild. And but I always knew that my dad lived in the past. Like, if he, he had a drinking problem, but he lived in the past. And there were so many things that he didn't unpack. And I felt like because he never unpacked, he never got to define his triggers. And because he never defined his triggers, he was never able to let go or remove him away, remove himself from situations and people that triggered him. And I feel like that is so important within your depression. If you don't know your triggers, how can you, how can you avoid digging a hole and staying in there for a while? Yeah. So... That's really where I started, and I am, I feel crazy in saying this to, like, all of the listeners that were listening this, and to y'all, but um, in my faith walk with God, I can, I truly, truly, truly feel in my heart and in my mind and in my spirit that, like, I've defeated depression, and it's because of the fact that I was able to go head-to-head with the things that bothered me That's in good. my life, and mm-hmm. I feel like a, a lot of people can defeat it if you if you can define what's causing the fight you can't you can't you can't win if you don't know how somebody's coming like yeah. you know what i mean like nobody can come for what you've already made peace with and it's just like it's it's all that it's all that really so, like that. Like so that. do you feel like you you said you were talking about your dad and uh-huh. how he couldn't let go of things. Do you feel like you're similar to him in that way? Um, I feel like I I was like there. My mom always tells me that I have a good memory of like the past, 
Um, but it's not because I haven't let go, but it's just because it's like I remember how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's important for me to know how things make me feel so that when something happens today, I can go, oh, I remember that happened. I, I know why this today is making me feel the way that I felt because that in my past was kind of traumatizing for me. Yeah. So, like, I can choose, like, is this healthy for me to maneuver? Like, do I need to maneuver these emotions and, like, be okay with these, like, day-to-day interactions with this person or this thing? Or is this unhealthy for me? Mm-hmm. And do I just need to, like, remove it, period? Yeah. And I feel like, so a lot of me is like my dad, but the difference is I'm able to just deal with my things, head on, deal with my demons. Oh, wow. I have a question for you. Because mm-hmm. I know you said that you, like, sought, like, help after, you know, the thing, the incident happened with your dad. So I'm like, were there any symptoms, like, that you felt, like, the depressive symptoms, like, things that were going on around your life not only you know the incident happening mm-hmm. but just like in totality like what was it that made you like unpack unpack you know i for me one i just really wanted to like have a day where i could function okay like that i wasn't on autopilot like and i feel like a lot of people with depression can acknowledge that like when you're like in a season of depression mm-hmm you literally just function. You get yeah. up, you brush your teeth, you go to work, you come home from work, mm-hmm. you eat, you go to bed. And it's like, you're not, like, you're literally just on autopilot. And I wanted to feel things, but I, I wanted to you. be able to feel it and not be, like, really sad or, like, overly happy about it. Like, you know what I mean? I wanted to, like, coast, and I just didn't know what that felt like. But I also, one of my main goals is I wanted to be able to have a healthy relationship with my mom and my dad and my, like, and my and my family and my friends. But I also wanted to be able to be healthy so that when it is time for me to have kids, I can teach them how to be, like, how to sustain yes. mentally, emotionally. Yes, I want that. That's so important for me. That is beautiful. So Are you like, in a relationship right now? What? Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, um, I no. <laughs> I'm actually very single. I actually called my mom probably like oh, a couple weeks ago, and I was like, Mom, so when I get married um, and my husband comes to you and like my, my boyfriend or you know my future husband comes to you, like I just want to tell you how I'm ringing one. And she said, um, get off my phone because <laughs> you're not even dating anybody. And I said, okay. All right. Well, um, <laughs> talk to you later, Mom. <laughs> Damn. That's, wow. What were you going to ask, Grace? I was going to ask, like, what goals are you working towards um, that make tomorrow worth living? Like, what is it that, you know, sparks So many things. Uh, It's like, I know that I was called to impact and to, like, it's literally like a a pressure. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a good pressure. It's kind of like a weighted blanket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, I know my calling and I know I feel like what God has asked me to do in this lifetime and... I don't know if it's the time for me to do it, but right now I truly believe that he's telling me to prepare. So do all the work, do all the inside work, um, learn how to turn my experiences into processes so that I can help other people. And I'd like, and I feel like I'm affirmed every day in that, but it's knowing that I'm like called to impact and I'm called to like, just to make someone feel like, yo, I'm like, oh, okay. Like my healing is attached to somebody else's healing mm-hmm. so I need to get better so I can help somebody else get better exactly. and I want like because that's how I feel so I need other people to know yeah. that like I can't resonate with you know a queer black man mm-hmm. but you can yeah. so anything any of your traumas that you're going through that you have gone through it's essential that you heal from them and unpack them so that when you come across another man on the bus on the corner in subway and they're like you like you know it's gonna it's gonna be those moments like, where like, yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like like yo like this is what this 
Yeah. So like, beautiful. have you always been religious? Um, I feel like or? I like I, it's you know me and God have always had a relationship, but like I pray like twenty times a day, and I know God be like Tatiana, <laughs> I don't want to hear nothing else, <laughs> but it's all the time. Like even the other day, I was like. Um, God, please help me do my eyebrows good today. Thank you. Amen. Oh, <laughs> you, you are like, like, it's all the time. And I just know he's like, like the other day, I forget what happened. I was like, all right, God, um, I just want to cash in all the prayers that um, everybody else has sent up for me to have, you know, this happen. And he was, I know, like, but it's cool. Um, I, I feel, I feel good in my faith walk. I feel um, happy to be able to like, Praying with my friends, like that's that's so important to me, and like it's great. It's a great feeling. It's great to know that I'm I'm covered. Aww, Did you have a close relationship with your dad before he passed away? Yo, me and my dad has such a weird relationship, but um, what does that mean? It's so <laughs> weird. Like we were good. Uh, so to put it in perspective for you, the last conversation I had with my dad was probably like a week and a half before he passed, and um, he lived in Nevada, so of course we didn't spend a lot of time together, but. He called me. It was like 7 o'clock in the morning his time. He was drunk. He worked third shift, so I'm pretty sure he like got off work, got drunk. And um, he was just like going down memory lane of all these like things that like, of course, he would normally go through. And I was like, he, he was like, when are you going to come see your dad? And I was like, when you get help? And he was like, I don't need help. I'm fine. And I said, no, nah, I think that you need to go to the doctor. I think you need to just go, go talk about some things. He was like, so you're not going to come see your dad? And I was like, I am. When you get help? And that was literally the last conversation we had. Hmm. That was that was it. And um, we were good when we were good, but it was at that part of my life, I felt like I was dealing with so many other things that I couldn't, one, tap into his emotions because I can't carry you and me, and I'm already suffering. But, and that he knew that. That was another thing. Like, I shared with him I had depression, and he felt guilty. He felt so guilty when I told him that. He was like, I just feel, and I was like, it's not your fault. Like, we good. He was like, and we were good after that conversation. And then he gets into these, like, drinking spills. And then we go left because I don't know how to maneuver that. Mm-hmm. I just literally do not. So you had depression before his passing? Yes. Okay. Do mm-hmm. you know where that stemmed from? Where did your depression stem from? Uh, I feel like I was the only child for 14 years. Me and my mom. Like, I always say, me and my mom grew up together. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We're like, my mom was in survival mode for you so really? long. Like, <laughs> like, yeah. like, me and my mom grew up together. So, and even though, like, I had my stepdad, like, my mom still had her own things that, like, you know, we just in tune with that. Yeah. Like, I knew my mom had things that she was battling. I knew, like, my mom had issues with the way that she was raised. And I felt like a part of that, like, was conflicting in how I was raised. And not that, like, she did her best. She did a great job. I'm, I'm, I'm great i'm phenomenal mm-hmm. but i felt like emotionally to this day my mom don't tap into, don't tap into what emotion yeah i don't cry i see my mom cry like twice her whole life mm. like my mom like so you yeah. know what i mean so my mom she she's just a strong black woman yeah that, that didn't know how to tend to my emotions so i had to spend a lot of my life trying to maneuver them myself i felt alone a lot of my life again i was only child for 14 years my mom and my stepdad were all, all the time. So I was leaving for school in the morning by myself since I was like eight, coming home and spending three to four hours by myself, eat dinner with my family, maybe do homework, go mm-hmm. to sleep. I had solid Christmases. I was the only child. Like I was well taken care of, but emotionally. You were just always by yourself? Yeah, emotionally. I was just, I, yeah. had, I had to maneuver my own emotions. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So your dad, um, he was, when did he leave your life? 
Because you said he was in Nevada, right? Man, that what man, happened? Crazy. Like, what that happened? man went to jail for like four years. Uh-oh. He decided he was going to go AWOL from the Navy. He decided <laughs> oh, he damn. was going to get a DUI and then drive himself to, prob- to the probation officer, thinking they wasn't going to be like, don't you guys suspend the license? Why, oh, are you driving? Why are you driving here? Then went back. So, like, it was it was hard to have a really close relationship with him. Now, did I know my dad loved me? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it was weird love. Like, you know how, like... Uh, there's somebody that, I don't know, like, it's, it's love, but, like, I don't want to hug you. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like I love you so like, much. Like, close love. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love you, Dad, so much, but, like, when you touch me, I'm a little uncomfortable. <laughs> but it was just because, I think because a part of me knew my dad had his own demons, and I, I wasn't scared of him, but I didn't, I don't know, my dad's weird. Like, I love him, but yeah. he, he was... All in his head all the time. Do you feel like you left anything unsaid with your dad? I can't rationalize his irrational decision. Woof. And that's a fucking word. Woof. (laughs) That hit me like a storm. Say that one more time. (laughs) I can't rationalize his irrational decision. Mm. And, uh, you know, I feel like things happen exactly as they're supposed to. Um, Whether it was that day or a month later or a month after that, I feel like, you know, there was nothing that I could have done to stop it. Um, So... No, I definitely but, yeah, do. But, I do. I do. Yeah. I don't. I don't. My dad and I can't say he wouldn't have ever got help, but I don't. I don't think so. I don't think he would have got. But help. you don't think you? I. I wish I would have said something. This something to him. Not. But, not to stop him from doing what he did. But I mean, just in general, anything you wanted to say to him. No. I can call him up on God's hotline. Yeah. You. No, no. Like and yeah. I just and that's and I feel like I say that and I say that in such a in a calm and maybe a, such a nonchalant way because it's literally I've made peace with it. Hmm. Like good. that's good like you, that's my man's. I get sad all the time. Like I th- I lost my wallet the other week and my dad's driver's license yeah. in it. I was like I was like in panic because I was like this is his. He touched it. I need it. Yeah. But like and I like I have my moments when I'm sad, but like I'm good. Like mm. you know I mean I, I feel like. You regroup it. You get it back together. Yeah, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. cool. So you got the Mad Love Tour. Mad Love Tour, mad y'all. Mad Love, um, I'm going to personally invite everyone here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I'll drop you. You guys um, give me your ad names and I'll send you the invite. Yeah, what is it? Give me some content. Girl, what is it? You're the shit talking Me and my best friend had an idea. It started with an idea of throwing a surprise dinner for, you know, 30 of our closest friends. And then we was like, yeah, nah, it ain't big enough. <laughs> so uh, we at like design, wrote out, and uh, printed two hundred and fifty plus invites and snail mailed them um, mm-hmm. to uh, an event called Mad Love Tour. It's an annual appreciation experience, um, just to get people their flowers, just to you know let people know they're being seen, just to mm-hmm. know they're appreciated, and like it's just a room full of gratitude. Um, Yo, it's truly God aligned. Like mm. people are flying in from California, Hawaii, Atlanta, New Orleans. Um, this guy just hit us up and was like, "How can I be a part?" He lives in Colorado. I have one mutual friend with him. He's coming just to shoot the event, just cause he wants to be a part. Oh, that's dope. It's literally yeah. insane. Yeah, that's, that's dope. Um, are you ready, Madlock? Yo. Isn't it's, it so great to see something come from the bottom? I think it's next like year, right? Creation. January twentieth. I mean, January eighteenth, twenty twenty. Yeah. It's in oh, Philly. Bitch, we're going. Yeah. We're going. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Sad love. Twenty twenty. It's gonna be big. Uh, 
big lit, y'all. Um, and you know, this year it's in Philly, and next year we're thinking. Oh wow, Houston. Yeah. Oh, let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! I'm just mad. I, I just feel blessed, honestly. They don't even seem real. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yeah, that's dope. That's fucking love, bro. Yeah, it is. It's, it's good that you took your trauma and you turned it into something. You know what I mean? Yo, I had to. Yeah. I had to. Like, so, But it's not for me, though. Like, I don't... This is not for me. This is for yeah. somebody else. Exactly. Yeah, to hear it, it. it ain't for me no more. <laughs> like, I healed for me, but now everything else, nah. That ain't it's for God's me. plan. Yeah. God's now somebody drop drop Drake in here. Yeah, he gonna, he gonna, he gonna, he gonna do it. I'm gonna edit it. <laughs> That's the button. That's dope. Thank yo. you for coming on. Of course, of course. I was so excited to meet you yo, because I, no, we were you know that Instagram friend that you have that you never met before, but they're always in the comments. Wow. This is her. <laughs> this is me. Like I was like, bitch. She was like, bitch. Oh, yeah. Wait, I don't even know like, how we follow each other. Yeah, it was random. I feel Yo, like it was mad random. I literally couldn't tell you. Thank you for coming on to the show. Yes, thank you for having me. Yes. You guys are so great. No, Any final words you want to drop your Instagram? Yes, um, at underscore Tatiana Ponce, T-A-T-I-A-N-A-P-O-N-C-E. Follow Mad Love Tour as well. Literally, Mad Love Tour. Um, yep, we're going up. Yes. yes. Any final yes. words, guys? So I was having, I was thinking about this yesterday. I texted my best friend, and I was just like, um, I feel like a lot of people have been dying prematurely in this area. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously around the world, but like, I feel like you really never know when's your last time talking to somebody or seeing somebody, and like, um, I feel like we, I feel like a lot of times when I talk to. I was and I use my friend as an example. Talk to them. I just expect to see them, or I, I don't talk to you four days. I just expect to talk to you and pick right up and you know um, talk to. Them. I just want to say like I feel like everyone should be more like cognizant of like um, how they like talk to people or like how they respond to people or like people's energy and yeah. like because I feel like you you just never know when you just like last time seeing somebody or you don't know what. Not only that, but you never know what someone's going through. Right, so, that's a, yo. That ask your friends how they're yeah. ask your friends how they're doing. Yeah. Not even how they're yeah. doing. Just be like, yo, how you feeling? Yeah, you good. Yeah, you need a, a lot of people so break real. down when you start asking them. Yo, yeah. how you doing? Because <laughs> when I because when I hit y'all every so often in your DMs, like, you need me pray with you? Oh yeah. Like, because I send a voice message, Lord. That's cute. You're, yeah. Can I wipe you? I'm about to, I'm about to marry you. you get Come on. That is so cute. I wish you were a guy, yo. Shut up. <laughs> Where's the strap at? Come on now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody told Casey to exit station. All right, that wraps up our episode of Catch Your Life. Thank you guys for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Hasta.